Thank you very much. My two guests, Reverend Pat and Jordana, are you on the line? We're here. Yes, we are. All right. Awesome. Awesome. It's a guiding light tonight, right, my friends? Yes. Yes. So looking forward to that. So, Pat, how has your summer been so far? Oh, it's been very good, Padre. It's beautiful here in California, of course. And I have started doing some volunteer work at a really wonderful community here in in the Bay Area. It's a rescue mission. They have, they feed the homeless. They have a year-long program to help people with addiction to get their lives back, basically. And it's been in existence for a long time. They also have a free food giveaway six days a week. So it's a organization that really does great work. So I have been working in the warehouse, helping with the free food giveaway. Uh, Last week, I was counting potatoes, (laughs) one potato, two (laughs) potato, uh, (laughs) breaking down big boxes of potatoes into smaller bags that people can take home. Oh, wow. So, very very happy to hear that. A great outreach. I know you're one of service, so I appreciate that attention that you're giving the homeless, those who are needy in our world. And there's many people out there that need our help, whether it's physical, financial, just food on the table or clothes. So thank you for that work on behalf of Celebrating Life. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jordana? How's your summer been? Oh, my summer's been great. I recently had a birthday, so I'm celebrating the whole month of August, which is Woo-hoo! wonderful. Happy birthday, Jordana. Thank you. And I had a wonderful encounter with Gabrielle from our student program, who was taking 10 little children to Good Earth Grocery Store to get them hot chocolate. And I just wow. happened to park my car and see them, and I got serenaded by children from the age of 5 to 10 singing me Happy Birthday. <laughs> and it was one of the best birthday songs I've ever received. Ah. It's been a wonderful gift. I've been enjoying it, sure it very was. much. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel the joy of just you telling that story, because, again, out of the blue, and children have a wonderful way of conveying the joy that comes with that. That's awesome. Congrats on your new birthday, in essence. You Thank know, always you. Always living new every day, as the scripture says. But, wow. Yeah. I'm looking Amen. forward to allowing grace to come through as a guiding light tonight. And Reverend Peck, could I offer you to open with prayer this evening? Sure. Sure. I'd love to. Dear Mother, Father, God, Divine Oneness, thank you for blessing all who are on this call and those who will listen to the recording later. I ask that you guide each and every one of us to our own God spark, our own divinity within. I ask that this connection be strengthened and each and every one of us, so that we may be the light in the world that we are capable of being, and so that we may live 
as our authentic selves, always. Amen. Amen. Very well said. Very well prayed. You know, I love your close that says, let us become our ascended self. And that really hit home in my world because, again, that authentic self, which is would be a reflection of God within us, that should be our norm. But somehow, sometimes <laughs> we let the darkness, the fear, the anxiety cover that in our world, especially those who are watching us, observing us. But I think tonight we can kind of maybe uncover a lot of these, I call it mysteries that are around us, or maybe we are that mystery <laughs> in an essence, but allow that light to shine through it. When the topic came up, A Guiding Light for me, immediately I would say in my world it would be the Holy Spirit that illuminates the God self in me and others. And hey, I appreciate every single person who's listening to this call tonight and who would be listening to it later because it will tell me, it tells me that we all seek, we all desire the greater things in life. Even though our lives are great in a sense of purpose and passions, but there's always the more. And the more in my world, the more I can be filled with God's light, God's loving kindness, then I can, quote, give that away. Because if I have to just share my own, well, I'm a little hoarder when it comes to that, (laughs) in essence. It's mine. You get your own. But I know the, the role here of, I call it a Christian or a person who just wants to do well in this world, that we need to surrender ourselves, our talents and abilities, and allow that grace, that God grace, to come through. And to me, that's it, it can be a challenge, but it also can be a grace. And I find, I know Jordana and also Pat have been to Brazil on those wonderful trips with Bob and Diane. The beautiful place of that oasis with John of God, the community there, the Posadas, it had a lot of things going for it that we could actually relax for two weeks and just be. And it helped us to uncover that light that's within us in a greater capacity. And I have fond memories with that, but I also have this, I call it the relationship with the beings of light that really walk the grounds and still walk the grounds of the casa, that I just understand that I can call upon them and bring that light to me whenever I'm challenged. And I don't know what our listeners, how they, quote, tap into this divine light. But we're going to talk about that tonight because I think it's a a topic that we can all learn from each other. So maybe one of the first questions I'd like to ask is, for Pat, how can you quiet your mind or minimize the distractions that kind of get away from us of hearing God? Yes. So I like uh, when I reflected on this, question that reminded me of when I was actually in high school. I had no idea what meditation was, but I did. I I played basketball and I would go to our uh, playground and I would just shoot baskets. And I noticed Uh. that I was giving my body something to do and my mind was freed up and answers came to me. The the other interesting thing was I never shot better basketball in my life than when I was doing that. <laughs> Good <laughs> it was like, point. Swish, swish, swish. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the, the point was that you're you you have to get out of your way. Your your mind has to get out of the way. You have to get out of your way 
to be able to go within and really be able to listen to your own divinity or the voice of God. That's a beautiful way of saying it, Pat. How about you, Jordana? What is one of the things that you can, quote, quiet your mind with? I was just reflecting, and I have these lovely times, and I have them in my kitchen, and I actually bought them at the Casa. And ah. when I when I ring these times, it clears my mind. If I have a thought that's not helpful... I would just ring these chimes, and they just keep ringing. Once you touch them, they they just continue on their own. So that is one way that I begin clearing my mind through sound. And then I also love to sing in the morning. Ah. I sing my devotion and my prayers. Wow. I can't say I love singing. I love worshiping, but I don't do that by myself in a sense. You know, but God, I, God know, doesn't want to hear me sing. <laughs> no, me first. You know? <laughs> we can have a choir <laughs> that'll drive people crazy. <laughs> and they'll really run to God. <laughs> for, you know. Run away from us, Padre. Right. <laughs> right into the hands God. of our Creator. There you go. Exactly. But that right. sounds wonderful, Jordana. There are many ways in which we can quiet our mind. And sometimes. I think it's a learned process in my own world because I remember Wayne Dyer teaching. Well, Ron taught it, but his was with the scriptures, but I want something different. So I picked up Wayne Dyer's and he had a whole thing on meditation. And it's just to empty your mind, which that was a new concept for me. But yet I remember getting to that place of nothingness. And Mm -hmm. to this day, I can go there immediately. So I believe it's part of a, maybe it's a ritual, a chant, a singing, whatever it might be, that your mind finally turns off and it, like, rests. And to me, that's my favorite part of my world because now I can put my intentions, my prayers in the abyss of God without me, quote, controlling the the, the outcome. And to me, that has been so successful over the years. And being a prayer person, doing healing services, retreats, doing healing lines and prophetic decrees, all those things, what I've learned and Sometimes, especially when it's a new place or brand new to me, we're entering into a new phase of celebrating life, there's that apprehension. And if I get nervous, then my mind's in the way. But usually Dana or Bobby can make me laugh or God can take away all my notes. (laughs) And I just immediately know, I won't say what I should say underneath my breath, but darn, (laughs) I think I'm going to have to change. And from that point, then I, then I surrender. And it really is about that point of if we can let go of our issues, whatever that they might be, and maybe our listeners can start tonight of we all might have our list of things we need to have done or want to have done or healed. Can we suspend that? Can we just tell the mind, be still and know I am God? And just allow that grace now to carry you. And you get to listen with a different vibration because it's really about honing in on that secret place. And for some of you, you might have done this for years and years and years. Others, it might be a new concept. So with our dialogue tonight, I hope that you find some nuggets that really not only change our minds, but change our hearts in the process. Now, Pat, you talked about your chant with the Sanskrit. Yes. So I agree with Jordana about vibration. 
because really, if you think about it, everything in existence has its own vibration. So I like, I don't chant myself. I do listen to chants. Like I said, God does not want me chanting or singing. I can hum. (laughs) Humming is okay and whistling. Who would have a good voice at chanting the lower ones? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But the Sanskrit is a language that the vibration of the language itself carries, carries meaning. So listening to chants, also listening, I have a, bell here. I don't know if you can hear it in the background. But oh, I, have I can. A, sure. Yeah, Tibetan bell that I can ring. I also, my prayer group is a toning group, and so we use vibration as a form of prayer. And so I think what you're doing is you're setting up, like you, Padre, you're setting up a vibration, a vibratory field that yeah. that can help heal your body and it can also help you get out of your mind. You you want to be able to, that nothingness that you talk about, I think of it as nothing and everything at the same time. Ah, there you go. It contains everything, and yet it is nothing. So that's where you want to get to, and you can't get there really by trying. Either you, you don't effort it. Yeah, it's not Everest. <laughs> yeah, you said relax and surrender. And it's my experience yeah. that that's exactly what you have to do. You have to just go with it. Whether you, at the beginning of a meditation se- a session or chanting, listening to chants, you just sigh. You just go, ah, and just let it go. You do that as many times as necessary to help unlock whatever might be binding Mm. your energy flow so those are i walk in nature i do many different things to quiet this big old mind of mine and (laughs) i have (laughs) i i need every every technique that i can use to get into that space of nothingness yeah those are great words and i think attitudes that i think we all can carry with us and do carry with us over time. Jordana, you said you use your little chimes or bells to maybe still your mind when it's carried away at times. But what other things are you prone to lean into when you really want to quiet that mind? Hmm. Well, I really love to play with sounds and tones. And I tend to pick a word or a line of a song and then just turn it into a mantra. And just sing and sing, and then I bring some movement in. So I may go into my garden and sing to the flowers and um, uh. do some weeding while I'm there and really just bring it into my body and just bring that light into my body. Mm. I like that. I've learned over the years growing up on a farm, that's all we did was be in the fields and the gardens in the dirt, and I realize when I'm stressed, if I can get into my garden, get into the dirt, there's something about that that I think takes my mind away from what I'm thinking about and really going into Mother Earth, and it's just grounding for me. And it's been very efficient for me. It's one of my ways that I can ground myself. And I love that in a sense, at least I know it, instead of trying to have a hit and miss. You know, so so if you see me stressing out, just hit me with a 
a mud pie or something. <laughs> It'll wake me up right away. So, but I love the the ways in which we all can relax and trying to tap into maybe the needs that are out there for those that are listening in. There's a do either of you take a bath? Is taking a bath kind of a one way of relaxing? Uh, whenever I touch water, I usually take showers, but I get inspiration when I touch water, and I know a lot of people do. Oh, okay. Right. I adore water, yes. I find water, gazing at water or playing in the water is completely transformational for me. And that's one of the things I'm doing is on my birthday list for this month is to go boogie boarding. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> so you're good at that or you're learning it? I'm learning it. Beautiful. I'm learning Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Sure. Yeah. I, I suggest yeah. that you do that in Hawaii. I think that's a great place <laughs> to learn how to boogie board. <laughs> yeah, we are getting wetsuits for, for California. <laughs> Good for both of you, yes, I'm sure. Now, in going over some of our details for tonight, Pat, you talked about, you put a question, Have you, if you've never had a gong bath, you'd uh-huh. recommend that for everybody? What is oh, that? yes. Well, a friend of mine, I was introduced to this uh, by a friend in my oneness community, and she is what I would call a gong master. She has... Okay literal gongs but they are tuned to specific notes that are linked to different planets so she has a jupiter gong and i think she has a saturn gong and we're talking about probably two and a half feet in diameter some of these gongs oh wow Uh, so she has her gongs and other instruments bells rattles set up and she it's not like she's reading music she is just do playing the gongs and bowls and rattles as she is guided and this these are just waves of sound that that roll over you and it's just beautiful so you're being bathed in this sound and it's it's indescribable you you must go if you have a chance it's beautiful I've also been treated one time to being near a mother drum. We're talking a drum that was probably in 10 feet in diameter. It was huge. It belongs to a Native American tribe. It was part of the festival, and they basically say, yeah, go ahead, and it's on legs. It was on legs. It's supported so you can put like half of your body under the body of the drum. Oh. So what that does, it's that that gets the vibration directly into your body. Just like holding my my bowl, if I hold it in my hand and play it, I am directly being transmitted the vibration of that bowl. So it's it's just a wonderful way to get that sound into each cell, cell of your body. And it's very, very healing, all of those very healing to me. You know, it is about the vibration, it's about that energy. But sometimes when our world is busy or challenging, 
Sometimes we lose our place because of trauma that might come up in our world. Jordana, do you have any, I know for me, whenever I get challenged by that, I usually run to my scriptures because that's an energy for me um, that helps still my mind, quiets my mind, challenge me to like stop, surrender, and then just try to listen to, I call it the mind of Christ. Do you have any scripture quotes that seem to help you see the light or be the light in those challenging times? Yes, Padre, I do. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am not my own. 1 Corinthians 6:19. I am the light of the world. Matthew 5:14. I have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2:16. I have the peace of God that surpasses understanding. And then I have a part of Psalm 23 I'd love to read. Mm, Please. You remain close to me and lead me through all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. But I am being pursued only by your goodness and unfailing love. Those words feel like an invitation in my world. My heart just settles. Number one, because you have a beautiful voice, a tender voice that gives the invitation. But then the words that you use with the 23rd Psalm, it really beckoned me to come. Just to relax in that. I think we all want to be loved. We all want to be seen. We all want to be heard, especially when we're hurting. And whether it's those, the I am principles that you just shared in scripture, which makes it so personal, I think really does touch people's hearts. And obviously it takes the mind out of it and the heart that opens that we really love to celebrate life and actually feel the, the love of God in such a beautiful way. One of my favorite every month I say I have a favorite scripture. <laughs> Pretty soon I'll have the whole book written, but it says, but it's to be still and know I am God. And so the key is to be still, surrender, do nothing, but experience that God presence. And early on in my walk with God, that scripture came to me, and it's been like a mantra for me, especially mm-hmm. when I'm being challenged. Talk about a guiding light. I remember Early on in my ministry, when I first got introduced to Padre Ron Ross, my parents were going to his healing services once a week. So I went along, first resistance, of course. I told him, I'll meet you there. And of course, I went out with my friends that got drunk, and then I went. (laughs) Always on my terms, right? But in the end, there was something beyond my joy, false joy in drinking, but that there was something there that moved me. And I remember being inquisitive, so I kept going back. My parents were hoping just for a one event going, and all of a sudden I said, I want to go every Monday with them. And not knowing the Holy Spirit at the time, but now recognizing that little pull that we all have. And I think many of you who are on this call tonight feel that pull 
that oneness, that surrendering to the God and say, I want to be like Jordana. I want to be like Reverend Pat. I want to listen more. I want to hear more of this guidance that comes because we all need it. We need it daily. And to me, that form, whether it's meditation, that's quietness, whether it's walking at the beach, in a park, around the lake, whatever it might be for you. But I think it's a, I call it the spiritual discipline that we just enter into that place so we can get guidance. Otherwise, our mind tries to figure out the whole day. And, you know, that can be fruitless in a sense of go round and round and round until we finally hit where we're supposed to be. And then we enter in. But long story short, when Ron Roth asked me to work with him the first time, and I said no, because I thought, number one, he was a Catholic priest, and I'm Catholic, so that means you want me to make me a priest. And there's the mind trying to interpret that. And so I still went to his services, but yet wasn't that involved in a sense. Like from the holding, stepping outside and just watching it, observing it, but never really going into the mystery. So six months went by, and, and I remember at that time, I had one wart on my little finger. He was having a healing service, and so my parents said, well, go up there. Ask Padre Ron Roth to pray for you. So I, you know, I obeyed, but didn't expect anything to happen. And so Ron prayed for my one wart. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> Big deal. I could imagine what he would. I never asked him, what were you thinking <laughs> when that intention came out? I'm sure you'd tell me a story now <laughs> if I did ask. But his, he prayed, and then he says, what happened? And, oh, nothing. And he said, well, let me pray again. And so he did. And then he goes, well, why don't you just go back to your seat and just allow God to, like, speak to you? And I was thinking, yeah, dumb priest, you don't heal. I'm, that was my lovely language at the time. I remember I never thought of it for the rest of the evening. Next day I go back to work, and all of a sudden the, the one word that gave me so much pain was not giving me pain no more. I was shocked. I always felt this pain while working. So he asked me again to, to work with him, travel with him, give up my job, and be part of ministry. And I remember this, and here's where it comes in, a, a guiding light. And I remember first thinking, well, I don't know, give up my job, give up my house. That just doesn't sound like a, somebody in their 20s would do that. But at first I tempted by the thought. So it was like the goodwill. So, well, maybe, then maybe I say four months later, then it, maybe it's possible. So that is a goodwill, the acceptable will. Well, maybe it can work out. And then the third wave, let's say two months later, was I could do that. There was something that told me I had peace beyond measure. As be still and know I am God, I felt God saying, you can do that. And I had no fear. And so to me, guidance can be in such a, phases, processes, and for me, but that was one of the bigger moments in my life that actually I felt the guidance that I could quit my job, sell my house, and go into full-time ministry with Ron, and that was, what, 40 years ago. So everything is possible, and I don't know what any of you have that are a challenge right now, but I would propose to you to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you, Spirit or your angels, or your guides. But we have to just begin to start letting go. Uh, and for first and foremost, it's of the mind. Jordana, do you have any story that talks about guidance? Mm, I do, Padre. I spent five years living in Brazil and working at the Casa. 
And I was ready to come back to the U.S. from that trip. And I was guided to contact one of my old clients that was a a very dear client from before I I left the U.S. And I wrote to him, and he was so thrilled to hear from me, and he invited me to stay in his guest apartment for a couple months, as long as I needed to arrive back in the U.S., which was huge. Oh, wow. Wow. And it was very generous and very, very supportive. I really was just very touched by his generous invitation. And while I was staying there, I was getting guidance to ask him if he'd be willing to rent out his guest apartment to me on a more permanent basis. And Ah. so one more I asked to have breakfast with him if he'd like to join to have breakfast. And I asked him if he'd be willing to do that. And he was absolutely thrilled. And he said, I was getting the same guidance to offer this place to you. Wow. It was very, very supportive, very easy, completely in the flow. And it just helped me settle back here for the first. I ended up staying there for two years. Wow. And it was just so supportive and just a, a stunning place to to arrive back mm. to California. Doesn't that your impression or how you see God, that was such a big deal. It's like God's taking care of you. The Spirit is taking care of you. And to be seen, to be cared like that, only God mm. has such a huge resource of the entire universe for us to play in, grow in, live in. What a great way for you to assimilate back into the United States. That's a great story. And you have two people who are getting the same guidance, which is even better. So there's no quote heart sell in that. Wow. I love that, Jordana. How about Mm. you, Pat? Do you have any stories that talks about your own guidance? Not as happy a story as Jordana's, but it does. <laughs> well, I didn't say it had to be do, happy. <laughs> yeah, it does have to do with moving. And okay, I, sure. I had uh, lived in an apartment for a number of years, and my landlord did some sort of treatment on the floor of the apartment beneath me so that I was breathing poisonous air. I, I couldn't stay oh, there. Oh, I, I had to get out of there. I had to, I had three cats at the time. I had to find places where they could live. I, I had no idea where I could live. And I called a friend asking for advice and, and or if she knew of like a hotel that allowed cats. And she said, well, why don't you come and live with me? So it's very oh, similar. Wow. I have a spare bedroom. You could stay there. And so I did. And it was a crazy time because I was staying at her house. Another friend, another miracle, said that she would foster my cats, which was huge because one of them was kind of a semi-feral cat. And I tried boarding them, and that cat was dying in in being boarded. So that was another miracle. But it was a very busy time (laughs) because I was working full-time, taking care of the cats at night, kept looking for a place to live and staying at my friends. But I knew that everything was going to work out okay. I had already started to look. 
I had checked to see if I could dip into my 401k for a deposit on a condo. Someone guided me to, someone suggested a real estate agent. And I told her the first time we met, it's like, you can think I'm crazy, but during this process, I want you to think that everything is going to flow smoothly. Everything is going to fall into place. I will find the perfect place and nobody else will be bidding on it. And lo wow. and behold, my will, I of course wanted a little house with a white picket fence <laughs> until... Go big or I, go home, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, until I thought, okay, well, if I have a house of my own, then I'm in charge of the roof and the siding and the lawn and the... Oh. So, Right. Maybe I want a condo. <laughs> Somebody else takes care of that, right? There you so, go. So I found a condo that someone was trying to dump because it was an investment property for him, a, mm. a rather well-off physician. And sure. And I, it, when I found that place, everything fell into place, and I was able to get that condo in a price that was affordable to me. And I actually, the last, I actually signed the loan paper through a fax when I was on vacation at a family reunion. So (laughs) it it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and that was the second time I moved. I was from that place to where I'm living now. Just an aside, I was guided to, to wait for a different interest rate for the money. And I told the I told the folks, no, I don't want to sign the papers now. The interest rate will go down. And they're going, ah, oh, we don't think it will. <laughs> yeah, don't think it sure. will. Uh, so I said, right. give me until Friday. And and on Friday, I am on the road with my sister who was visiting. I get an excited call from the real estate people who said. Oh my God! You'll never believe it. The you know the interest rate just hit what you were saying. That you, you, can you sign the papers now? <laughs> like, oh wow! Of, yeah, of course it hit that mark. Yes, of course. It, it closed the deal. Wow. So it, it can have some some in the world practical solutions. Yes. Just like Jordana finding a wonderful place in California. Almost impossible. Uh, me finding yeah. the lowest possible interest rate right when I needed it. I don't know if you would call it. I call it. You decreed those things. There is yeah. a place that we can, and I believe that decreeing comes from our intuition that says this is what's going to happen. We're mm-hmm. it's like foretelling the future in a sense, but it comes from your relationship with the divine. And when you just put it out there, it's like, okay, then God can match that intention. Two or more, gathered in thy name, there I am, the great I am presence. So I think that's such a great story for both of you because, and those listeners, maybe someone is looking for to buy a house, to rent a house. So we just put it out there for you that, let's say go big in a sense of, if you could have what you want, name it. Because God loves to give us those things as beloved daughters and sons. Yeah. Padre. Yeah. Did you know that today 8-8 is the lion's gate? It's a a time when 
manifestation is made easy and your intentions can be brought into the physical. So I know that you often have the lion behind you, and I believe it's a symbol for Jesus, correct? Yes, for sure. For me, well, the it's lion the Judah. lion's gate. It's the, oh, it's that the is lion's awesome. gate. So well, you know, that energy we're is going to be, very present today. And we're, we can, when we pray at the end, let's go for that and allow the people to do them, that themselves, again, putting the big ideas, their dreams out there, let's put it out there because let's open that gate. Let's enter yes. into that gate that the heavens are opening up to. I love that. Georgiana, you showed me a, whether it's a prayer, I think it's, I think it's called Beloved Remember. I don't know if you have that with you or not because I just love, it's a, a tender opening of the heart. And I don't know if you would like to pray that for us right now. I would love to, Padre. Thank you. This is a prayer by Muji. Beloved, remember, love without clinging, give without demanding, receive without possessing, perceive without projecting, witness without judging, focus without tension, work without strain, relax without laziness, play without competing, Enjoy without craving. Reflect without imagining. Serve without demonstrating. Surrender without hesitating. Challenge without dominating. Meditate without identity. Correct without blaming. Overcome without pride. Master without enslaving, laugh without cynicism, cry without pity, confront without hatred, guide without superiority, enter without self-importance, depart without regret, live without arrogance, exist without self-image. Awaken to the real. Be one with God. And so it is. And so it is. Wow, that's entering in. That's the lion's gate. How perfect Mm -hmm. that fit into our conversation this evening. Didn't even know Mm -hmm. that was a part of it, but I just feel those prayers that you, or decrees you just mentioned, Jordana, each of us, we want to be that. It's just a, it's like a, a character builder in a sense of that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm humble. I'm loved. Mm-hmm. I'm merciful. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's the scripture being fulfilled before us. There's mm-hmm. always been times when we can help others to, I call it, help them position themselves for answered prayer. I'm going to ask Pat if she's ever had that opportunity or observed it. Maybe it's just saying, hey, go here, and all of a sudden the heavens opened up. Do you have anything like that to share tonight, Pat? Well, I I have in my life, I call it serving as a switchboard operator. So I will get message, messages that I know are not for me, right? And okay. it's kind of like, 
figuring out who I need to get them to. And usually it's a close friend and it's not a big deal. But one time I had been working on a project and I met a recording artist and who was leading this project. And I got this message for that recording artist. It was just like, oh, well, that's really nice, but how am I going to get this to her? It turned out in the next few days, I literally ran into her on the street, literally ran into her on the street. And I reintroduced myself, let her know that I had been working on this project with her, and I gave her that message. And I thought, okay, well, she, she I'm glad I'll never see her again because I know she thinks I'm <laughs> a, a crazy right. person. Yeah. And then I see her next release, her next album release, and the message that I gave her was part of the title of the album. Oh, wow. So, wow. I don't, That's she, beautiful. I never, I haven't talked to her since. Yeah. I gave her the message that she needed, and that's all we needed to do together, You know, if you know what it wow. means. That was it. It was complete. I love that. It takes courage to do that, but I also believe that's part of our relationship with our guidance, our angels, God, Holy Spirit, that light beings, there's a, our spiritual guides that are out there, or our saints. We really do, we pay attention. I really believe they want to point the way for each of us to manifest something good in our lives. Jordana, do you have any stories like that to tell? I do, Padre. I just happen to have a story to tell. Great. I was living, while I was living in Brazil, I was working at the Casa as a guide. So I was helping people navigate through the the healing trip while they were there for two weeks, often two weeks sometimes longer. And I also helped people. Some, I got many people that would write to me and ask me if I would present their photo to the entity because they couldn't make it for whatever reason at that time. Oh, yeah. Try. Yeah. So I got an email from a young man in his early 20s. And he was letting me know that he'd recently been diagnosed with a very rare disease in his leg. And he was at risk of amputation. Wow. Within a couple of days, I managed to present his photo and collect a prescription for him of the blessed hooks. And I was in contact yeah. with him, and I managed to ship those off to him within a couple of days. And he delayed his working with that particular doctor and went and got many different diagnoses from different people. But in two months, he contacted me and let me know that he went back to the same doctor who he originally got diagnosed with, and he completely healed, like the cancer had disappeared. Wow. And the only thing he was doing were the blessed herbs and the healing from the casa. Wow. You know, so to be a conduit that, like that. That uh-huh. was a miracle. Yes. Absolutely. To me, celebrating life is about that miracle mindset of encouraging people to be whole, be complete, but yet also trusting in the process of God, the Holy Spirit, our angel guides, the light beings, the surgeons, that the saints that come through and continue to bless us. I always said when I was in Brazil, and I caught entities would work on me. That's just a term that they use at the CASA, but I could feel like... Yeah, I have fingers on my head, and they'd like be dancing in my head. 
I knew I called them the entities. They were there. They told me, I mean, it was a feeling for me. And I can differentiate between the entities and also Holy Spirit, two different versions in a sense of who's working on me now, or the angels. That's a third level in my world. And I'm hoping that you're listening to tonight and maybe saying, I should check out my own guides, my angels, my saints, and let them speak to you, let them guide you, because of that guiding light is there. That light is to bring us closer to that divine presence, which I call God, Holy Spirit, but whatever creator, whatever verbalization you have. But it really does allow grace to bring us to a better place in our lives. We all want to feel that, experience that, know that. And there's a really a tenderness that comes with knowing that God loves us so much that he can pour out his heart towards us. And I've experienced that in so many different ways, with so many healings, not only taking place in my own personal life, but those that I pray for or decree. I've had many instances where I've told the women in front of you, oh, you're going to have a child not knowing if they're married or not. I don't get that necessarily disturbed, but I just know, and thank God, the husband was next to her, and they didn't they didn't tell me. I just heard. But that's part of the decrees that go out, and tonight you'll get to experience that as I pray, as Jordana, as Pat prays, that we want to touch your heart. We want to allow that divine light to touch us, but also touch you as you listen in, as you prepare for the healing for your own life and lifestyle. So with that said, as we always, our community prays every evening for every single intention that comes through our website. So if you haven't been doing that, do it daily. And around, at least it comes in around close to 9 o'clock Illinois time. But we get it all different times because of the time zone because we're all over the United States. But get in your prayer requests early during the day and we will get them and we will pray for them as we will pray for you tonight. So my heart's desire would be that each of you would allow that voice, that still voice within to guide you, direct you, heal you, restore you, bring about a financial blessing, maybe it's a check in the mail, something that would be an answer to your prayer. So if I think our team would be ready to pray now for each of you here, generally, but also corporately for the world also, because our hearts are so big for allowing grace to flow. So, Reverend Pat, can I ask you to lead us off in prayer tonight? Certainly, Padre. Divine Mother, Father, God, Creator, Divine Oneness, open the gates of heaven. Open the floodgates of your bounty and your love and let it pour forth for all those who are on this call and who will listen later. Let all their needs be met and let them live in the highest vibration that they are capable of living in. Let them show kindness, mercy, and compassion, not only to others, but most especially to themselves. Thank you for your everlasting love and support. 
Amen. Amen. Wow. Beautiful prayer. As you were praying, Pat, I was thinking of people that I know personally. One of our students, mm-hmm. her husband, is being challenged with cancer. We need a, his, for his daily prayers on his behalf. And there are others. I know another student, his daughter is going to be having surgery tomorrow. So these these prayer requests, these knowings, and anyone on this line that is going through an illness, a disease, that prayer is so efficient in opening the door of heaven to heal and restore. So appreciate that those prayers, Pat. Our beloved Jordana, can you offer prayer tonight? Yes, Pat. Come, Holy Spirit, as you become a dwelling place in this atmosphere called our homes, our inner temples, may your presence birth in each of us a grace, an anointing, an openness, a being remembered as a son and a daughter. O birther of life, sweep over our souls in this holy moment in this place of refuge, as your abiding love fills like a container of water and begins to pour her presence in our body, in our spirit, as we become the mind of Christ. Amen. 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 It's interesting because I never had this before where people were praying and then I'm getting the images of people that I know that need prayer and Tonight, that, again, as you pray, Jordana, I was thinking about Stephanie, her, mm-hmm. one of her best friends, Lindsay, was, her daughter was abducted this weekend, and so she's been helping both parents deal with that shock, mm-hmm. grief. So we just pour out our love towards that family and Kylie, and we just say, come Holy Spirit, just release her, release her, release her into that heavenly realm. I thank you, O Lord our God, for the assistance of the angels and even the human beings that will allow her to be found. I thank you, O Lord our God, for great grace tonight that assists each of us. For those that have cancer, I break that disease in the name of Jesus. I curse that disease in the name of Jesus, and I command it to go back to where it belongs, out of us, into the grounding of Mother Earth. And I speak life into each home, each body now, in the name of Yeshua. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit now be a consuming fire. And touching everyone who, who's even passed away in the last week, for those of your loved ones, your friends, we just aligned ourselves now and just say, Holy, 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 Lord thy God, welcome them into your heavenly kingdom. And we just say thank you, God, for that earth visit that each of them had. And we just say thank you, God, for allowing us to for our prayers to go forth, but also prayers for those who will be next who will open up those pearly gates and walk into that heavenly realm. Prepare the soul, prepare the body, prepare the families for each of them. And that's a decree that can go out, and the angels take that and make that happen. And it's just through the Father's love, our Blessed Mother's love for each of us, that we can actually pray those prayers and and have a peace that passes all understanding. So we just speak peace into every heart right now. And we just, I just command that our minds relax, but our hearts open. 
and really the the effectiveness of the, the Holy Spirit tonight. I just feel like uh, the spirit of arthritis, I break its hold, I break its grip, internal pain or disease, that throbbing pain. Just feel somebody in the, the neck, shoulder area. I just speak right now God's peace. I speak God's peace now in the name of Yeshua. Relax. Be still and know. Colitis. I just command in the name of Jesus. I, I break that grip over you, that disease of the body, and just allow the body to assimilate now in a natural way. Come, Holy Spirit. Let the fire, the mercy, the tenderness of God begin to move through them. I thank you, O Lord our God, for hearing, that the hearing becomes fine-tuned now to the very the love of our Creator and the earthly plane, that nature has a wonderful way of being at peace, bringing us stillness. So, we can hear clearly the, the nothingness of God, the whispers of heaven. I thank you, God, for your living presence. Holy, holy, holy. And just uh, for those that are having to go to the hospital, whether it's surgery, whether it's an emergency, that something has gone wrong, I just speak peace now into that situation. I speak peace now, especially around children and parents' conflict. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for your grace now. Thank you, God, for your living presence. May the glory of God, the tenderness of God, reside within each of us. And I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit and those miracles, signs, and wonders to happen in the next three days in your household, in your home, in your body. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well prayed, well, I thank Padre. all our guests for being on, Jordana and Pat. Thank you for sharing life with me and celebrating life. Look forward to our next teleclass together. And thank you, our Celebrating Life participants who have been on or will be listening to this on the rerun or the recordings. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for donating. We appreciate that. It helps support Celebrating Life in all the ways and means that we support others. So, good night, everyone. Tune in next week, I believe, Bishop Bobby, Monk Mary Kay, and the student, Liza. (laughs) I saw the picture. Thank you. They'll have a wonderful teleclass, so tune in next month also. Good night, and thanks for joining us. Be well, everyone. Namaste. (laughs)